Hello, hello, hello everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Let's Get Into It pod. I hope you are all well. Thank you for joining me for another episode. So in today's episode, we're going to be starting a new little segment on the pod. We're going to be doing a big sis advice episode. I do kind of want to turn this into a series, just basically where I ask you for dilemmas, topics, anything that you just want to discuss. And I'm going to give my two cents on it. I am in no way qualified to be giving this information out, or this advice, I should say. Don't they have a disclaimer on the girls' bathroom that you should seek medical advice and professional advice? I'm going to say the same here. I am in no way qualified to be advising on these topics. But I'm just going to use my life experience, my brain, to hopefully help you out. But firstly, I'm going to do my little what this week, my little weekly roundup, give you a few little updates of what has been going on with me. So what I've been reading is a little bit of a boring one. I have still been reading Fourth Wing, not really going to talk much about that. What I've been watching, I have been watching Supernatural again. I am nearly finished with season one and I've also been watching Gilmore Girls which will surprise absolutely nobody because it is one of my all-time favourite shows. I love it so much. However, I have skipped to where Jess comes in because I was just like, you know what, I've rewatched it about 10 times. I'm just going to skip ahead and see the elite Rory boyfriend. So I've been watching that just as like a cosy little show in the background. I've really been back into my YouTube era and I've been re-watching like so many different YouTubers. I'm not re-watching, like catching up on their videos, but I've been re-watching old vlogs. I've been watching Zoella's Vlogmas from like years and years ago. Oh, they're just so wholesome and like nostalgic to me. I love them so much. Listening, what have I been listening to? I have of course still been listening to 1989, Taylor's version, The Vault Tracks. <gasps> Can we talk about the show that she did recently? Was it in Argentina? I'm sure it was Argentina. It was like the first show or like the first few shows of like the international leg of the Eras tour. And we were fed. The content that we got, oh my god, insane. So she sang Is It Over Now and Out of the Woods. Like she did a little mashup. She is so on TikTok. Like she saw that on TikTok and ran with it. But she sang that, which was first of all insane anyways. Then Travis was there and she was like just looking at Travis the whole time, like singing to him. She sang Endgame as well whilst he was there. This is my Roman Empire, guys. Like, this is truly my Roman Empire. It will be living in my head rent-free for the foreseeable future. During the Archer, he had a sign that said, we will stay. I would die for this man. Like, I would actually die for him. He is, in my opinion, an elite Taylor boyfriend. Like, he is up there in the top spot, I would say. He really is. Harry has been moved down a peg or two. And that video of her running off stage and running up to him and giving him a kiss. Oh, my God. I need somebody to write this into a book. Like, oh, I will even read, like, a Wattpad fanfiction at this point. I really don't care. I've also been listening to No Khan on repeat because my concert was actually yesterday. And, oh, my God, speaking of life-changing moments, it was insane. It was literally incredible. So, we went to, obviously, the Stick Season tour. It was a show that was in Newcastle in, like, northeast England, which is not too far away from where I live. So I went there with my friend Sophie and one of her friends, Bryony, and it was just all around great vibes. Like, it was so good. I did cry multiple times, which probably will not surprise anybody because I cry at everything and I did know going into it. Like, I almost definitely cry. It was just so, so, so good. Like, he was incredible live. His energy, obviously his voice, like, everything about it was just, like, top tier. He sang, like, all of my favourite songs were there they were on the set list I did think that he was going to skip homesick like he went off and obviously then they come back and do like an encore but he's I'm sure he said like we have two more songs for you and then he sang the view between villages which I was dying for him to sing like that is probably when I say that's my favorite song I think I would maybe say it's my favorite song or at least right now it's my favorite song of his so he came back on and sang that as like part of his encore and of course I cried like I I sobbed and then he sang of course stick season and we thought oh my god no he's gonna like end on stick season which obviously is great but I was like he hasn't sang homesick like I need this man to sing homesick otherwise my life will not be complete 
and then he did in fact sing homesick and he finished on homesick and it was just incredible i like haven't been to a concert in so long like i went through a phase a few years ago where i literally had a concert like every few months i was at one and then maybe since like covid and everything i haven't been to a concert i would say in probably like at least two years maybe even three so this was the first one in like a long time and i had like a little bit of anxiety going into it because i was like what if it doesn't live up to my expectations what if it isn't as good what if the crowd is like bad vibes or like it's just not hitting where it's supposed to hit but it was literally none of that at all it was so 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 good i would literally go and see him again like next week if i could but that is what i've been up to i think that is my update for the week let's just get into the episode into the big sister advice yeah i just asked you to send in anything you wanted advice on specific scenarios topics any dilemmas that you have and i'm going to try my best to help i will say that i got a lot of the same questions like a lot of them were very similar either like in topic or actual like issues i suppose so i think that is quite comforting in the fact that i feel like when we're going through things whether it is something like that we consider to be minor or other people might consider to be minor or whether you literally think it is like a life-altering issue i feel like it's very comforting to know that a lot of people are in the same boat so anyway we're just going to get straight on into it the first one was what's one thing you wish you could tell your younger self i really don't know like i feel like this is such a broad question um i would just tell my younger self i'm gonna go for like kind of like preteen, teenage me I would just tell her to, number one, stop stressing and just, like, chill the fuck out because, well, I'm still a stress head now, but I feel like I was just so anxious all of the time and so bothered about, like, what other people thought, even if it was, like, subconsciously, I feel like, especially when you are, like, a teenager, you're in school, everything like that, people's opinions really do kind of, like, affect you and alter you, the way you act, everything like that. So I kind of just say, like, stop stressing about other people's opinions, just focus on you and do like what feels right for you don't try and like not fit in but don't try and mold yourself to fit into somebody else's like expectations or what they think you should be like and just chill and take things for what they are and kind of appreciate where you're at at the moment I feel like this is still something that I struggle with now but I feel like I was always constantly like oh I can't wait to leave school can't wait to leave college can't wait to do this and you kind of just need to appreciate that you are like 15 years old chill out and just enjoy it for what it is i don't know there is like so much that i wish that i could tell my younger self like just don't waste your time on those people don't get upset about whatever somebody has said because it really like does not impact you and you will not think about it in like well however old i am now like five years you will not even think about it at all but I feel like everybody kind of needs to go through things like that. Like you need to have those experiences to become the person that you are. Like I, if I had had a different experience in like school or with a certain person or with ex relationships, like you truly would not be the person that you are now. And I think that is crazy to think. So I wouldn't necessarily like change anything. Mm, would I? I probably would change a few things, but also like they've all made me into the person that I am now and I think she's kind of cool like I quite like who I am now but I think just telling her that everything will not even like work out because that is so cringy and also like I obviously right now do not have my shit together I am not where I want to be obviously in life like I am not finished growing and developing and everything like that but I would just tell her to kind of like trust the process calm the fuck down and (laughs) appreciate your friends that is one that I would say because my friends in school were some of like the best friends that I had and I'm not really that close to them anymore like full disclosure I know a lot of people like grow apart from friends and things like that but my friends in school were truly just like actual gifts from God like they were angels that was a bit of a long one I don't really know if we picked up anything that I was saying there okay and then on to the next one I did get a lot of questions about friendships like making friends, falling out with friends, everything like that. So we'll go through a few of those. So somebody said, struggling to make friends in my 20s, feeling quite lonely and crap about it. And then I got some other ones that were like, how to make friends in your 20s, where to make friends in your 20s. A lot of kind of like centering around making friends as you obviously get older. But just to go back to the first one, 
Um, if you're struggling to make friends and then feeling bad about it, I would just kind of like take some pressure off yourself first of all. You, I was going to say you don't need friends, but like you, you kind of do. Like friends are such a pivotal part of like life. But I wouldn't put pressure on yourself to make new friends because then I feel like you probably won't be making actual like strong connections. They'll just kind of become like not fake friends but kind of like friends on the surface like acquaintances which is absolutely fine but also if you're wanting to build like deeper emotional friendships I feel like you don't need to force it. So I would just take some of the pressure off just appreciate what you have in a minute if you have one friend or if you have like no friends just kind of take what you have and what you kind of like not bring to the table but like use this to maybe like work on yourself I don't know like if you're saying you feel quite lonely I feel like that could be a good time to like invest in you and start doing things by yourself whether it is going out for some food going to the cinemas going for a walk like kind of take time to do those things by yourself so that you're not feeling lonely and crap as you've said about not having other people to do that with I know that all of these, to be honest, are going to be like so much easier said than done because when you are feeling like that, it is shit. Like no beating around the bush. It is not a nice feeling. As for how to make friends in your 20s and where to make friends, I actually really don't know this question. I feel like this is not the answer that anybody wants to hear. But like if I all of a sudden fell out with all of my friends now, I have no idea where I'd make friends. I really don't. I suppose it kind of depends on where your workplace is, like what you do for work. I know a few of my friends that work in like hospitality, in like bars, restaurants, things like that, they have a lot of work friends because it is people that are a similar age to them. If you are in like a similar age, you're from a similar area, I feel like you are more inclined to become friends with them. Like a few of my friends have really, really good work friends. Like they would class them as just genuine actual friends rather than people they just work with. I personally have like never had that because I've always worked in environments where I am quite a bit younger than everybody else. I feel like work could be a good place to start but if you can't make them at work or if there isn't really like the opportunity to make them at work, I would say social media is your bestie. I know it can be kind of scary but like, say me, there are a few people like in my area that I'm like, I feel like me and you would really get on. But it's kind of like, not awkward, but it's like, I don't want to message you. <laughs> you probably won't message me like to become friends. It's just one of those things that's like, it is quite difficult to navigate. And I don't know how it could really come up naturally, unless obviously you like saw them out. Or if there is something you want to like reply to on their story, literally just do it. Like what do you really have to lose? I feel like you can kind of pick up vibes from people even through social media as if you think they will be like friendly or if you think it would get on like things like that so maybe just like shoot your shot in the sense of if they pause somewhere for like a dinner or something just be like this looks cute where is this try and become friends that way I feel like these answers are a bit shit because I've never actually done this like I've never had to do that in the terms of I probably would just suffer and plod along and just have my dogs as my best friends. But I hope that that has maybe helped a little bit. I would just kind of get yourself out there. Like even, oh, actually a book club could be a good one or like clubs or events or anything like that. Like I know that a little cafe near to me, they have a book club and I'm pretty sure that it is. I think there's a few people my age that go, but I don't know about obviously everybody that's there. So maybe if there is something like that in your area, or if there is kind of like any other activities that you want to do, like other clubs, that could be a good one if you want to like meet people in person rather than over social media. But also the girl that did send this in, she does have a book Insta and I am going to bring it right back full circle to the book Insta as I always do. But I would honestly just message people on there, even if you just say like, is anybody in this area? Does anybody live near me? I would just do that. You don't have to like, it doesn't have to be a high stakes, high pressure situation where you are like, oh my God, I need to make friends with this person. Oh my God, I need to make friends right now. Otherwise I'm not going to have any. I'm going to be like 20, however old with two friends. Like I really don't think you need to stress that much about it. But putting something on your book instead, just saying like who is nearby or if they have any book events or book signings or anything like that near you, go to them, you will naturally meet people there. I feel like one of the things with making friends is like you do need to put yourself out there more, which is very scary. But also if you don't, you're most likely not going to like change the situation. 
I feel like, and I'm probably a hypocrite for this, but if you just sit at home on your own all the time, or you don't do this or you don't do that, you're most likely not going to be put into situations where you are going to make new friends. I don't know, I feel like I've been really bad at that one, so I do apologise. Okay, then we have tips on healing from a breakup. Ugh. Breakups are shit, like, they really are. There is no two ways about it. They are horrendous, and you will feel shocking. But, like, again, these tips are going to be so bad. I don't know what made me think that I was qualified to be giving out this advice, but I would just say... Immediately afterwards, I guess it depends on the situation of a breakup, but I can only go off my singular experience that I have. But for me personally, I would say straight away, no contact. Like you don't need to speak. I don't quite understand in what situation you would need to be friends with an ex. Of course, people have different circumstances and different situations. But say for me personally, there is no valid reason or way that I would need to stay in contact with an ex personally i'll just cut them off straight away whether that is just blocking them removing them deleting the number whatever get rid of it outside out of mind to a certain point like you just don't need them around they are always kind of going to be like this thing that is just like loitering in the back if you don't do that in my opinion so i would say that is the first step cut off all contact get rid of them then step number two i would kind of like it's so hard saying it because when you're in that situation, it is actually horrible. <laughs> I know it sounds so dramatic, but breakups are actually like, oh my god, they are awful. Like they are so mentally, emotionally, and like fucking spiritually draining. Like they are just, oh my god, they are not it. Obviously, no one has ever gone through a breakup and enjoyed it. I don't think. But you kind of just need to accept it. And I know that sounds <laughs> so shit, but this is me. Like I said, I've only ever been through like one breakup in my life. To be quite honest, I think if I went through another one, it would fully end me. Like, I would just be a shell of a woman. Because they are hard. Like, they really are. But in hindsight, this is what I would want to say to me at, like, what, 18 years old, going through my first breakup. Kind of just accept it for what it is. Like, take it at face value. They don't want to be with you anymore. Or if you have broke up with them, you clearly don't want to be with them anymore. Think about the reasons why, like, if you have broke up with them because they weren't treating you right or you just, your heart wasn't in it, you just wanted different things, focus on them because I think when you are coming out of a breakup, we kind of have a tendency to romanticise things and, like, forget about things where, like, they might not have been the nicest to you, they might have done X, Y and Z that annoyed you and... We kind of do forget about them and think like, oh, but they did this, oh, but they did this for me and they talked to me like this and they were so nice and we were so in love and blah, 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 blah. When the reality is you most likely weren't, but you're just like tricking yourself almost to be more upset about it. But if you actually put things into perspective and think about them realistically and you're like, well, he spoke to me like shit, he treated me like shit, I constantly told him that this upset me and he still went and did it. He didn't seem to respect my boundaries, everything like that. If you think about things more like that, you will think, why am I literally wasting time being upset on this person? Obviously, if it was like a mutual breaking up or if there wasn't anything like massively wrong, it was just kind of that you just didn't want to be together anymore. That might be a bit more difficult, but then you kind of just have to think, even if it didn't end badly, like how is this going to be a positive thing for me? Like if maybe you wanted to move and they didn't and you're like right well this now gives me the freedom to do this I can do this I don't have to answer to anybody I don't have to kind of take anybody else's feelings into consideration I can just focus on me which I would then say takes me to like what step number three which is put more effort into yourself your friendships your family relationships anything like that I feel like when we are in relationships as much as people probably won't admit it or don't want to even accept it a lot of your energy does go on that relationship and sometimes like friendships, even relationships with family, everything like that can get neglected. So if you've like came out of that breakup, I would invest back into your friendships because isn't it on friends and she's like boyfriends and girlfriends are going to come and go but this is for life and that is so true. Like if you do have a solid friendship group or even like one or two solid friends, when you are not in a relationship, even when you are in a relationship, you should still be investing into your friendships but if you are out of a relationship, you don't have any other commitments, I would really take this as a time to like pour back into your friendships, your platonic relationships, like 
anything. It could be a relationship with your man. It could be your brothers. It could be a cousin. It could be your friend. I don't know. Like, I would just spend more time with them. And also, they will be such a good support system. They are obviously not emotionally attached to the situation. So they can give a lot better advice sometimes. And they can put things into perspective for you. I know we have had a few situations in our friendship groups where, like, breakup type things have happened or anything like that. And they kind of, they do bring you straight back down to earth. They are like, okay, but you literally cried (laughs) for eight months of this relationship. Why are you crying over them now? Like, take it for what it is. You have literally been granted freedom from this person. Make the most of it. And I would really just say to go into like your healing girl era and just pour back into yourself. Like, oh, I feel like self-care and everything gets so neglected when you're in a relationship. And, like, that doesn't even necessarily mean that it was, like, an unhealthy relationship or that you were being bad towards yourself or anything. But I know even me, for example, I love the relationship that I'm in right now, obviously, otherwise I wouldn't be in it. But, like, sometimes I think, gosh, I've let myself go. Like, I don't do this for myself anymore. I don't do this. Or I feel like I don't look the best compared to how I maybe did before. Like, naturally, I feel like things do just slip a little bit. So maybe take this time to... Not, I'm not saying, like, have a glow up. But if you have extra time and you want to start doing this, you want to pick up a new hobby, you want to, I don't know, change your hair colour, like go for it. Like if things are going to make you feel better and you want to work on improving yourself, literally now is the time to do it. Obviously you weren't together for a reason, like everything happens for a reason. I know that is so cliche, but you have broken up for a reason, you weren't meant to be together for a reason. You are going to meet the next person in your life for a reason. Oh, that has just been like so cringy, like so cliche. But it's so true. I hope that helped and send in lots of love to you because breakups are (laughs) not a fun time. Okay, going back to friendships, we have got advice on feeling like you're growing apart from your best friends slash having less friends now. I personally don't think that having less friends is a bad thing. I literally have five friends, five solid friends that I would like talk to very frequently, that I would see all the time, people that I would like actually want at my wedding, would want to be around my children when I have them. That is it, five. That might be a lot to people, that might not be a lot to people. Everybody is different. Like, some of my friends have so many more friends than me. I would say out of all of them five friends I've just said, I'm the person with the least friends because a lot of my friends have, like, two friendship groups, two main friendship groups, and then little odd other friends as well. But me, I have one friendship group. There is five of us, including me. And then I have my other friend, my best friend, Dillbag. So that is it. That is enough for me. I have said before, I'm quite... I wouldn't say I'm like an introvert, but I'm very much like... I love my own company. I love being by myself. I love staying at home. Like, my social battery drains so quickly. And I know that if I had any more friends than I do, and then if I see my friends more frequently, if there was more of them my social battery would just be shot, like, I would be done for, but that's me personally, so I, having five friends really does not stress me out, like, I really don't care for having a lot of friends, and, like, I feel like sometimes the more friends that you have, the less, I'm not saying that everybody with, like, 20 friends, the connection and, like, the relationship isn't genuine and isn't, like, deep, not deep, but, like, isn't just, like, a surface friendship, Obviously, I have people that, like, I speak to occasionally and I'm like, oh, yeah, we're friends. And I would say, yeah, we are friends, but not, like, best friends, people that are, like, want to be there to be, like, an auntie to their child or, like, do you know what I mean? I feel like, like I said, there's only, like, five people like that. I really wouldn't stress over, like, the amount of friends that you have. I think it is more about, like, the actual, I feel like I'm going to keep saying connection and that sounds so cringe, but, like, it is obviously about the actual relationship that you have with that person. You could have literally one friend or only two friends, but, like, you could literally be, like, exactly aligned on everything. Like, you just have the exact same brain and, like, thoughts, feelings, everything. And that is so much better than having seven friends that, like, you're like, oh, yeah, we kind of are friends. Like, I like them. We go out and get drunk all the time. But there's nothing, like, deeper there. Personally, I would rather take the two friends than just being able to say, oh yeah, I have so many friends, but there actually be no substance there. But then going back to the growing apart thing, I feel like naturally you are going to grow apart from people. Say, people in school. I am, I wouldn't say I'm not friends with people from school, but like, 
my main friendship group in school, I only really speak to one of them on the regular. There's a few others that like, if I seen them out, I would obviously talk to them. Like I hold them very near and dear to my heart. Like I love them so much, but I wouldn't say that we're friends now. We're almost like acquaintances is a weird word because like I would talk to them, but it's only on like birthdays. If I see that they've posted something on social media, I might reply. If I seen them out, like I just said, I would talk to them, but we're not people that like just stay up to date with each other's lives on the regular. Like I said, there is only one person from school that I do speak to like that. Okay, so maybe I do have six friends actually, rather than five. I would count her as obviously like an actual proper friend too. But yeah, anyways, I feel like naturally you are going to grow apart from people. Even like in a friendship group, you are naturally closer to some people and not as close with others. That is just normal. Like you're not going to be best friends with everybody forever all of the time like I said when people do get into relationships or say if one person out of a group was the single friend and everybody else is kind of like buying houses and settling down and having children I feel like you will naturally grow apart then but it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to stop being friends obviously it depends on why you're growing apart if something like that is why you're growing apart and it's just like general life then I would say you do need to make like a conscious effort to stay in touch. Like me and my friends have said this multiple times, like we are quite bad for organising plans just because it's so difficult. Like not me because I literally do not have a life, but I know a lot of them, they have more friends than me. Like we were saying earlier, they have more plans. They have more things that they do. They do stuff with the boyfriends, obviously naturally. But we kind of have all agreed that we do need to make a conscious effort to see each other more and to kind of like invest back in them friendships because they're not ones that we want to lose, if that makes sense. So if you are kind of like growing apart and people are doing their own things, but you just don't have that conscious effort to see each other and to make an effort and to organise plans, then I feel like you just will drift apart. But if you are kind of drifting apart because you just don't want to make that effort, then I would kind of just let it go. Like I've had, I would say there's only really like one friendship in the last few years that I've like drifted apart from. I don't know, kind of things just happened and sometimes just don't feel right and I don't think things should then be forced. So things kind of, yeah, just naturally did like drift apart and we did like grow apart. But like I said, I would say that that is normal. If you are drifting apart and you want to keep the friendship, literally just address it. Like you don't even need to say like, oh, I feel like we're drifting apart, blah, 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 blah. But just be like, hey, want to go and grab a coffee? Want to do this? Obviously, if they don't seem like they're up for it, maybe you need to reevaluate it and be like, do I really want or need this friendship in my life if it's not being like reciprocated? And you don't really feel like you fit into each other's lives anymore. I would just let it go. There is no point. What is it like water on a dead plant? Is that the saying? If it's not going to put anything back into your life and you don't necessarily value that friendship, I wouldn't waste the time trying to like nurture it and get it back to what it was. Just let it go. Sometimes it's best just let things die. Like, <laughs> I feel like that sounds so harsh, but it's true. I really do apologise, guys, for how I'm answering these questions because I feel like I thought I would be better at this and I'm just not. However, I do think I'm going to be good at this one. So, somebody said, I feel like I don't know how to enjoy spending time alone or doing things solo without feeling lonely. This is my area of expertise. Like I was just saying, I love being by myself. Like, I could quite happily just potter along by myself for like a whole weekend or a whole week, which maybe is a bit of a character flaw because... I personally think if I lived by myself, I would go days without talking to anybody. Like, I think I would very easily kind of forget that it'd been like a week without me interacting with a single human, which like I said, might be a character flaw, but I really truly just do love being by myself. I don't know if maybe that would change. Like, I've never lived by myself. I've never moved out of my family home. I've never truly been alone like obviously my parents have gone on holiday and my whole family has gone on holiday and I've stayed at home and I've been by myself for that time but at the time I was just kind of like oh god I'm so glad to just have some peace and quiet in the house so I kind of focused on that rather than being like oh my god I'm alone I'm by myself blah, blah, blah. but I really just do love being by myself like I could quite happily go and get a coffee by myself like obviously I have the dogs I go on a lot of dog walks by myself I don't know I suppose it depends on the scale because even to some people Going for like a dog walk by yourself is crazy. Like I'm pretty sure my boyfriend was like, what, you're just going to go there on your own? And I was like, well, yeah. Like, why do I need somebody to accompany me? Do you know what I mean? 
I will just go shopping by myself, that's fine. I will go to the bookstore by myself. I will go and grab a coffee. I'll go and walk the dogs, like anything like that. Running errands, I will happily do that by myself. I know that they might be very, very minor to some people, but also some people really do not like being by themselves. Like the thought of going shopping on your own would be terrifying to some people. And it's strange because I'm a very anxious person. Like I am, I don't I don't want to self-diagnose. So I don't want to say like, oh yeah, I suffer with anxiety because that hasn't been confirmed in recent years. But I am just a very naturally anxious individual. Like certain things really do fill me with like just dread and anxiety. But like doing things alone is randomly not one of them. I actually have never gone for food by myself, I don't think. I would happily go for like a coffee by myself and like sit in a little cafe, just me and like my book or if I was doing work or something like that, like that doesn't bother me. But actually going for a sit down meal, I don't think I've ever done that by myself. But maybe that will be next on my thing for like me to conquer doing that. But I would quite gladly like go on a trip by myself, like I would go on holiday alone. I've always said this, like I could easily just go for like a week in Portugal, just me by myself. It's not the fact of me being alone that would scare me. It is the fact that I am a girl <laughs> on my own. Like, that is a whole other factor. If I didn't have to worry about that and being, like, a solo traveller as a female, then I would 100% do it. Like, that wouldn't bother me. But as for trying to enjoy spending time alone and not feeling lonely, I would start small. Like I said, maybe to some people these will be like, oh, God, doesn't everybody do that anyway? But I'm going to, like, presume that you really do not like doing anything by yourself. And I will just say, even if, like, you do need to nip to the bookshop for something, or if you need some new makeup, make, like, a little, not day out of it, but kind of make it into, like, a fun little thing, and you're like, right, I'm going to go to the Starbucks drive through on my way, I'm going to pick up a little coffee, and I'm going to go to the bookshop, and I'm going to go in there, have a little browse, get what I need to do, and go home. I would just start with little things like that. Like, truly one of my favourite things ever is going to get a coffee by myself, going for like maybe a Starbucks drive through, going through there if I have the dogs to meet an even bigger bonus, going to Starbucks, going to get a book, going for a dog walk, and then coming home. That is like my idea of a heavenly day. But I would start there, like go to a Starbucks drive through by yourself. That's fine. Like that is you doing something on your own, but it's not like as big of a deal as going to sit in a coffee shop by yourself. Like I said, I'm presuming that we are starting at the basics here. Or even if you want to go for a walk. I do think these things are easier when you have a dog. Maybe go get a dog. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I know that is not feasible for a lot of people. But if you do have a dog, start taking them with you. If you want to go for a walk, take the dog. It is a great excuse. I kind of know what you mean. Like, I don't know if I would go for a walk on my own as much as I do if I didn't have the dogs. Because I feel like it's just less awkward for some reason. If you do have a dog, take them out for a stroll with you. Go and get them a pup cup. Get yourself a coffee. And just, like, take it in. Appreciate it. Or even if, like, you are wanting to spend time alone, but you don't quite want to venture out yet, just kind of, like, organise a little pamper evening, like a little self-care night. And get yourself a cute little face mask, get a cute candle, either put on your favourite TV show or read your favourite book, and just, like, chill by yourself for a few hours. I don't know, like, this is a bit of a hard one for me to answer, because I feel like I've never quite experience that feeling of like not liking being by myself because like I said I do really enjoy just spending time alone but if you're feeling like lonely maybe like start making little vlogs and even if you like don't post them anywhere I think like doing that can be such a almost like a comfort blanket because you're like oh well I'm, I'm vlogging it like I'm doing it for the vlog and it can just be you like I said, go and get a coffee. I feel like I keep going back to the same things, but these are like little things to me that I think would really help in starting to get you more comfortable spending time alone. I feel like you've really just got to do it though, because at the end of the day, you are like, oh my, you are the most important person in your life. Like you really do need to be comfortable with yourself. Okay, then somebody said, how do you stop comparing yourself to others with goals, appearance, life, etc.? This is a tough one because I suppose it depends on like what level you are comparing yourself to other people. First of all, I would just say as like a general blanket statement, everybody is on completely different paths. Again, I know that is so cliche, but there is no point, and I am guilty of this, but there is no point comparing yourself to somebody that has had a completely different upbringing to you, a completely different experience in life, 
has maybe completely different like factors that are at play. So first of all, I would just start by saying that everybody has different paths. Everyone is doing their own thing that will work out right for them. I'm really a true believer in everything that's meant to be for you will happen, like it will be. And I know that that is not hard to hear, but it can be like hard to accept and you're just like, yeah, okay, whatever, when you're like in a situation like this. But I really truly do believe it in my heart of hearts that that is true and that will happen. So I'm just going to start with social media because I have a lot to say about social media. Maybe we will do a full episode on that and how I think it kind of like impacts people and their opinions and their outlooks and everything. But for me personally, I have never, I wouldn't say I've never struggled, but I've never really been one for comparing myself to girls on social media in terms of like appearance wise. Obviously I have my days and I might see a girl and I'm like, Jesus Christ, why do I not look like that? Like she is perfect. She's got like these little tiny waist and this big bum and she looks like this and she has a flat tummy and her nose is perfect and she has no double chins and her skin is flawless. Have <laughs> I just outed myself a little bit there? Maybe. But I feel like it is only natural to kind of compare yourself to a certain point. Like I said, I have obviously been there when I've done that and even sometimes now I will see a girl with like I said flawless skin a tiny little perfect nose and I'm like god why do I not look like that but at the same time I can see pictures of people and be like god she's stunning and then not that doesn't have to impact me that doesn't have to take away from me or what I look like anything like that again we'll go with another cliche here but everyone is so gorge in their own way like this is the thing like people will probably look at your Instagram and just a little quick note here Instagram is not real like I can post a picture of me and I'm like, wow, I look good in that picture. And I can, in reality, be sat in bed with like a slick back bun, not a single bit of makeup on my face and look like an entirely different person to the picture that I just posted. It's obviously still me. Like, I don't edit my pictures in terms of like how I actually look. Fair enough, if I want to get rid of the spot, I'll get rid of it. But obviously editing your whole face, like making your eyes look a different shape and making your nose look smaller and making your lips look bigger. They are things that couldn't naturally be changed in five minutes and that couldn't be just seen as like, oh yeah, she just smoothed the skin a little bit. But anyways, going back to that, like I can post a picture and look so completely different to how I look when I'm actually posting the picture to how I look in the picture. And then someone, this is not me having a big head, but obviously somebody could look at that picture and be like, oh God, she looks nice. This isn't that. Like people will most likely look at your pictures on Instagram and think, God, she looks gorgeous or like, wow, I wish I was doing that, or I wish I was her, blah, 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 when you were doing the same to other people. But social media is not real. It is literally just a highlight reel of everybody's, like, best moments. And everybody is guilty of that. I am guilty of that. Like, I'm not going to put a picture of me crying for the fifth time in a week on my Instagram feed. Of course I'm not. I'm going to post a picture of me having the time of my life looking fit. I would just start by having this, like, perception that Instagram is not reality. I feel like that has helped me like I feel like I have always been very aware that Instagram is not real life and like I said people are only going to post the good moments out of every picture that you see on Instagram there is probably 200 outtakes that didn't make the cut and that is the same for everything whether it's a selfie or an aesthetic picture of somebody's nails like they have perfectly curated that shot to share in their Instagram feed. That can be the same with appearance, with travel, with life, with goals, everything. People only share what they want to share, what they think is worthy of sharing. So once you kind of like think of that and you think everybody is in the same boat, everybody is only sharing the high points of their life, you kind of look at Instagram a little bit differently because I'm like, well, they could have been having a shit day two days ago, but today they're sharing that they've just bought their first house. Like, You can't really compare yourself to people's, to your perception of other people's lives or to someone's carefully curated appearance of their life, which I know is so much easier said than done. And I'm guilty of this. I'll be like, oh, so-and-so's just bought a house. They're like younger than me. They've got this house. They've got this. But like, we are on completely different paths. Who cares if they've bought a house at like 22? Like, I haven't. Okay, so what am I going to do about it? Like, if it's something that you want if that is a goal that you want to have kind of like take that as like not inspiration I don't want to say that because I know that it's not as easy as that but if you're like right like say for me one of my goals is to move out within the next I don't know couple of years 
so when I see people moving out I'm like good for them like I can't wait to have that feeling I can't wait to be buying my own house I can't wait to be decorating it and doing all of these things and having my own space rather than being like beating myself up over it which sometimes I do I would be so completely honest I'm like god wish that could be me like if I would have maybe done things sooner or if I would have put these steps into place like I could have my own house now but what good is that really going to do? Well, that one for me is like the goals one or even like children and things like that. If you're like, oh, I really want to have kids. Like this person has these four kids and they're just all gorgeous and beautiful and perfect. And I wish I had a family like that. You really can't like rush these things. And I think if you do rush them, not that I'm saying you'll end up like regretting them, but everybody works on their own time. Like everybody has their own path and their own timelines and you can't really like rush it as cringy as that sounds I would just appreciate you for what you are what you bring to the table what your life is at the moment I feel like there is always this like pressure to be looking at the next best thing like okay yeah I've done this this year but what am I doing next year what holidays am I going on next year and again I'm very much guilty of that but just because somebody posts a picture on holiday does not mean that they had a nice time and that they are traveling the world and just making all these amazing memories they obviously could be and if so good for them but I could quite easily I went on holiday in summer. I am very lucky and I have had quite a few trips this year, but I could very easily just post a picture like every week from that holiday and make it seem like I was on like some never-ending holiday. But I think once you kind of like take people out of the equation, which is a lot easier said than done, but just kind of focus on you, where you're at at the moment, where you want to go, what goals you want to achieve and stop striving to be like other people or look like other people or have what other people have and just kind of focus on you, what you want, how you're going to get there, I think things become a lot easier. And this is still something that I am like working on myself. I'm very aware that I do do this, but I don't want to. I don't want to constantly be like, oh, well, I wish I could be like them, or I wish I looked like her. Like, I don't want to spend my life wishing that I was somebody else. I feel like you kind of just need to put things into perspective like think about what you are grateful for think about what you have that maybe other people don't because if you are comparing yourself to other people chances are people are probably comparing themselves to you I know I can post pictures and make my life look incredible like I can post cute little pictures of my dogs cute pictures of me away with my boyfriend and for all I know somebody could be looking at that picture and be like oh I wish I had that dog or I wish that I could go there or I wish that I had a relationship like that like you really don't know Okay, then one more that we've got is, how did you know that uni was for you? I have no idea what to do with my life. I feel like this kind of can follow on from the last one in terms of like, I feel like a lot of people go to uni because it feels like something that they are supposed to do, me included. I never really thought like, oh, I knew uni was for me. It just kind of felt like something that I was supposed to do. Like all of my friends went to uni. We all went to uni. I did at the time think that I would go like traveling I thought I would be one of those people that had like a gap year but then when it got to it I was like I feel like if I take a gap year I won't want to go back into education and I do really really wish that I took the gap year because now I went into education found a full-time job and now I'm like I don't know when I will have the chance to kind of like do that again. Obviously, I could still go and do that. Like I said, I'm only 23. I have plenty of time to go and travel, but more things are going to have to be put into place now. I do have a full-time job that I enjoy in a career that I enjoy also. Like I have a dog now. So I wouldn't put pressure on yourself to go to uni if you don't know that it's what you want. Because number one, it's expensive. Number two, it's like what, three or four years of your life. Just talking for personal experience, me personally... So I originally was going to move away for uni. I actually did end up staying at home. So I went to a uni near me and I just commuted there and back and still stayed living at home. And at the time, in my first year, I really, really regretted it. I was like, I should have just gone away. I kind of like dropped out essentially at the last minute. I'd been accepted to Manchester University, but for like a huge number of reasons, I ended up staying at home. And my first year, I really regretted it. I was like, I should have gone. I should have lived there. I should have moved out. Like, I've missed out on this, like, uni experience because I didn't do freshers or anything like that because I was just at home. Then we actually went into COVID. So I only had my, like, first year of uni 
that was like a proper in-person uni experience and then the other two years were pretty much all online so then I was pretty glad that I had stayed at home because I was like well if I had moved to Manchester I would be there all on my own paying for this uni course and paying rent just for it to all be online which I did obviously end up paying for it anyways which is still annoying but regardless obviously I did go to uni I actually studied criminology and I did really enjoy my degree like full disclosure I do enjoy education like I enjoy the structure and the routine of being in full-time education but now I do not use my degree at all I did when I first left I did look for like jobs and careers in that field but there was nothing that was really jumping out at me nothing that really was what I wanted to do for like the foreseeable future for obviously at the time I was thinking like the rest of my life So I did kind of take a different path and now I work in marketing, like digital marketing, social media marketing, content creation, that kind of area. And I really enjoy it, but obviously I do not use my degree. So in hindsight, I'm like, should I have really gone to uni? Was it a waste of my time? Was it a waste of my money? Like I have this degree, but what am I really using it for? So if you aren't certain that it's what you want to do, take a year out, like literally just take a gap year. I really wouldn't put pressure on yourself to decide literally just take some time off you can always re-enroll next year if you do think it's for you and as for you saying like you have no idea what to do with your life I don't think most people do I would honestly hand on heart say probably like majority of people don't know what they're doing with their life like that is such a broad term I don't even know what I'm doing with myself next week never mind like 10 years in the future I do like to have a little plan so I do have like obviously aspirations and goals and a brief little timeline of what I would like things to look like but the reality is I have no control well I do have some control but I have like no real way of knowing if that is going to become reality if that is going to be true if things are going to work out how I've planned I still have no idea what I'm going to do with my life I have like 10 different lives that I want to live I want to move to New York and be a city girl and be like a marketing girl boss kind of gal. Then I also want to have a little cottage and just live with me and my dogs and like just live off the land. (laughs) I have so many different lives that I want to live that it's quite hard to decide which one I want to do. Quite torn between like do I, because I was saying I do want to buy a house in the next few years, I'm like well do I kind of sack my job off now and go traveling for the next few years before I buy a house and settle down because then not that your options are limited but you don't have the freedom then I suppose and the other part of me is like I really want to be a homeowner but then once I buy that house I do get rid of some of that freedom everybody is in the same boat if you just like talk to people you'll realize that most people don't have their shit together so I wouldn't force anything. I would just take some time out, take a step back and kind of just reevaluate what you want to do and then you can always go back to it. Okay, and then the last one I'm going to answer because I'm very well aware that I've been talking for a long time is when to cut off people that don't bother with you without guilt. Um, I feel like I've kind of touched on this when we've been talking about friends earlier, but if you either aren't getting the same sort of energy back like the effort that you're putting in isn't being reciprocated or appreciated or even just like acknowledged get rid like literally just get rid of them I feel like sometimes maybe you do need to address it like sometimes things might need to be had in a conversation where you're like look I feel like I'm doing this I'm putting this much effort in I'm always organizing to try and meet you and to sort plans out and it's just never given back so where is this going do you still want to be friends because I'm not getting those vibes from you or is it just best to call it quits I have absolutely no qualms in is that even the right word qualms I have no issues with having to cut somebody off if I need to I feel like it was things that I did struggle with before in the past when I was younger I would be like oh well it's not really that big of a deal like I'll just kind of put up with it especially if you are like in a group that can be difficult but say if it is just I'm just going to go off like one singular friend if you are constantly putting in effort you are trying to meet them you are constantly texting them like do you want to go for a coffee are you free this week are you free then and you are getting absolutely nothing back you really shouldn't feel guilty about just finally eventually cutting it all off because realistically if you're not getting anything back out of it anyways if you aren't seeing that person they're not there for you when you need them you're not going for it even like the smallest things like a coffee or having a catch-up or a phone call why the hell are you going to feel guilty about cutting them off because you are quite literally getting nothing from them anyway 
just do it. Like, like I said, you don't have to make it into a big thing. Maybe it doesn't even warrant a conversation. Like I was saying earlier, there are people that I have like just naturally drifted apart from and I feel like it has just been mutually acknowledged that we aren't friends, so to speak, anymore. But we've never like had a conversation about it. We've never said, look, right, we're not going to be friends anymore. We're just going to stop talking, blah, 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 blah. It just naturally happens because one person isn't putting the effort in. So I'm just going to fall back. Like, I'm just going to leave you be. See you later. Like, been there, done that, got the t-shirt. And I did not feel guilty about it at all. Sometimes now I do think, like, oh, are they kind of, like, wondering, like, why we aren't friends anymore? Did they think about it? But chances are you probably don't know. Like, they might not be thinking about it. They could. But if they did, they would probably reach out. This is the thing. Like, you can guarantee if you feel like you are making all of the effort, you stop texting them and you don't hear from them. It kind of just confirms that they obviously didn't feel the same way. They didn't have the same desire, I guess, to kind of try and keep the friendship going. And in that case, you're better off without them. But if they do and they're like, oh, so-and-so, like, George hasn't texted me in a while. I'm going to follow up, see if she's okay, see what she's doing, see if she wants to grab a coffee. Then I feel like you could kind of be like, oh, well, I was kind of sick of putting in all the effort. But now that you've said it, yeah, we'll go for a coffee and catch up. And then if things kind of continue on as normal then great but if they you go out for that one time and then things just aren't the same they aren't right I feel like you do kind of know when things are coming to an end whether that is like a friendship or a relationship or whatever you kind of just I would say just trust your gut I feel like you know most of the time when to get rid of them I feel like if you are asking the question of when to cut somebody off you are already thinking about doing it so Obviously, depending on the situation and the circumstances, it could be different, but I would just just kind of dip and leave them, just fall back, don't kind of keep making this effort with someone that isn't really making it back with you, just leave them to it, you will have people in your life that do want to spend that time with you, so I really wouldn't bother putting extra effort and time into relationships that aren't reciprocated. Okay guys, so that is going to close this episode up. I do hope you enjoyed. I hope I was able to help somebody out and give a little bit of advice, even if it was just to kind of comfort you that we are all in the same boat. Everybody is going through pretty similar things, I would say. Like I said, we did get a lot of the same kind of topics and questions and things, which I personally do find comforting. No one really has a clue of what is going on. No one knows what they're doing. And everybody has similar problems, which to me is comforting. But thank you for sending in your topics and dilemmas. I've really enjoyed being a little agony aunt. It has been oddly therapeutic to me. But I hope you are all okay. As always, if you do have anything you want me to talk about on the podcast or if you are struggling with anything like this and you just want someone to talk to, my DMs are always, always open. Make sure to follow us on all of our Instagram accounts. Like I said, they will be in the podcast description. You can find them there. But my book Insta is readwith.georgia and the podcast is let's.getintoitpod. So make sure you're following them to stay up to date on everything that is going on. I do hope you enjoyed and hopefully I will see you in the next one. Bye!